The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host... Paul Jamison. Welcoming back to the show today, a friend of the show, Jeff Joyner. And I talked to him a while ago and he was telling me he's going to write a book. I can't tell you how many people told me they're going to start a podcast or they're going to write a book and they never do it. You actually did it. Sure did. Say it like it matters when it matters in the flesh, in my hand, hardcover. Congratulations, Jeff. Thank you very much. So welcome back to the program. Tell us about the book. Well, I got to tell you how it came to be. You were there. You don't, probably don't remember where you were sitting there when the idea for this book first germinated. I've always, always thought I should write a book, you know, kind of had it in me, had it Was in my spirit. Was dinner in Nashville? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I do speaking and training for a living and uh, most professional speakers have a book. And uh, in fact, you know, the six months before that I had like three or four events all in a row where I was speaking at a conference and they said, oh, we have a table set up here for you to sell your books and to sign them. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have a book. And they're like, you don't have a book. Everyone's got a book. I'm like, well, I don't have a book. And uh, what was holding me back for a long time was just, it just seems like such an egotistical thing to write a book. You know, you know what the world needs right now? Another book full of my ideas. It just, you know, and so it, it but it was kind of on my heart that I should and whatever. And you know, what pushed me up was, was Brian. Fullerton. Mm-hmm. We were having dinner in Nashville, uh, but the night before together in the trades. And he said, Jeff, I have a challenge for you. I said, I like a challenge. He said, I don't think there's any good modern books on communication skills. You know, kind of the, the seminal volume on that topic is how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. That's almost a hundred years old. And he said, man, if someone were to write a book about, you know, public speaking and selling skills and interviewing, and Jeff, with your experience, I've been doing speaking and training for 30 years. Uh, he said, I think it would be very, very popular. And I said, hmm, hmm. Went home and talked to my wife about it. I said, what do you think? She goes, I think it'd be awesome. I prayed about it. And I said, you know what? All right, it's time to do it. And I've been talking about doing a book for many years. And so, uh, but started working on it. Yeah, it's um, uh, it's really all about communication skills. It's called Say It Like It Matters, When It Matters, Communicating with Power, Effectiveness, and Authenticity. And um, it's really, you know, for anybody who has dreams and goals and things that they're working on, you know, I've ran into a few people that this isn't for them. Uh, I, I play pickleball is my uh, most frequent exercise of choice. Nice. I play uh, three or four times a week when I'm not traveling. Even when I am traveling, I, I often bring my paddle and I play. But I was talking to a guy who I play pickleball with who's retired. And he's like, Jeff, I ain't reading no more books, man. I'm done. <laughs> this isn't written for you, man. Uh, but for people that are trying to build a business or build a church or um, uh, make a bigger difference with their life in the world, I think this can really help them. It's uh, in three sections. 
section one is all about public speaking. And uh, I don't know how much, you know, you do a lot of public speaking, obviously. I don't know how many people listen to this podcast do a lot of public speaking. I think learning how to express your ideas effectively can help anyone who's in business, especially someone in business for themselves. Um, organizing your ideas in a way that makes sense, being able to influence and persuade people. Uh, I got a chapter in here on how to overcome fear of public speaking. If, uh, you know, you've probably heard people say that's the biggest fear in the world. They've done studies worldwide and they ask people, what's your number one fear? And 75% of people say public speaking. And then number two on the list is death, which is crazy. You know, Jerry Seinfeld joked one time that, uh, you know, that means that most people, if they were at a funeral, they'd rather be in the box than giving the eulogy. And so, uh, but I have worked with hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 years on how to overcome fear of public speaking. I know how to do it easily and permanently. If you get nervous, anxious before you speaking in front of an audience or before, I have a chapter in here that can help you get over that. I'm, I'm convinced 100% can help you cure that forever. Uh, so the first part is all about public speaking, uh, talking about uh, the mindset and the skill set. I think that, you know, there's both and really any kind of success principle that uh, mindset and skill set go together like uh, in warfare, like tactics and strategy, right? You got to have both. One without the other is kind of worthless. Uh, the second section is all about selling skills. And I had one of my buddies who proofread this for me when I was about 12 versions in and he said, man, this should be three different books. Selling should be different. Well, not, to, to me, I don't, I don't want to write a million different books, but I, I think selling is a key part of communicating. And I kind of tell my story in this book. I worked in professional business to business sales uh, for 10 years in the food industry, worked for a Fortune 500 company, and I really, really struggled. I um, sold barely enough to not get fired. I was, uh, uh, you know, I used to rank their salespeople. There was 75 people in the country that had my job and I was always ranked at the bottom every month. And, uh, but I, I learned some lessons. What I really did is I went, I bought a book on selling skills and I read it and I was like, mm, that makes sense. Bought another one, bought another one, right? I, that year I read, you know, 50 or 60 books on selling, reinvented my career. I started selling three times more with one, five times more with one third the hours at work. And so I share in here the ideas on how I did that. And then uh, the last section of the book is essential conversations you're going to have in your life. There's a chapter on talking to strangers. I think if you have dreams and goals in your life and you're trying to accomplish something, we got a, we got a the people watching this live studio audience. The people watching this podcast know that Comic-Con's going on over here. Hagrid just walked by. Uh, Hawkman from the planet of Thangar just walked by. We're seeing it all. And... Um, but uh, hey, if you're trying to accomplish something extraordinary with your life, it's my contention that you probably don't yet know all the people you need to know to make that thing happen. And you have to network. You have to get out and talk to people. Uh, I had life changing conversations with people on airplanes and at uh, airports and restaurants. And and so I've just learned to I just talk to strangers. People go, that's weird. I'm like, no, it's weird ignoring strangers. You know, we live right by Kings Island Amusement Park and people get in line and they stand there for three hours six inches from a stranger and don't talk to them or sit on an airplane right next to somebody. Don't that's weird. I think. And so chapter on communicating with strangers, a chapter on dealing with difficult people, uh, one on interviewing skills, one on communicating more effectively with your spouse, uh, communicating with your kids. There's a chapter on that. And then the last chapter is on uh, self-talk communicating with yourself. And, um, and so 
Uh, it's going great. Just launched last month. Um, I've sold. Who did the cover? That's great. Uh, well, thank you. I'm working with a company called Palmetto Publishing that they designed. Uh, I kind of gave them an idea, a sketch, mm-hmm. and they came up with this. It was a lot better than my sketch. And I self-published it. I think you'd probably do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really kind of wanted to control 100% what was in there. Um, I've sold uh, a little over 2,000 copies so far. I just launched last month. And so that's just on my website. I don't know how many have been bought yet on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. It's uh, currently being sold at over a thousand booksellers internationally. And so uh, hopefully it helps some people. Um, hopefully uh, leads me into some new uh, venues and segments of the economy that I haven't worked in before. I've already booked a few speaking events from people who've got their hands on it. So that's uh, one of the things I'm trying to accomplish. But if you're trying to communicate more effectively, I think it's a tool that could really help. It's available in paperback and in hardcover. Uh, Amazon.com, Barnes & Noble, or on my website, which is sayitlikeitmatters.com. One thing that's interesting, Jeff, when I wrote it, my first book, Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, um, <laughs> there's so many people that came up to me privately, things of that nature, said, hey, man, I, I, I feel like, like you said, God called me to write a book or, or they'd have some deep thing about how they were called to write a book. And then I, I don't like pay attention too much, but I'm like, they never wrote the book. I can, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I can't tell you, and you'll, you'll probably start having people be like, man, I want to write a book, Jeff. And then oh, they yeah. never do it. So how, how did you actually write it, publish it, and like, you know, to actually do it? What was it? What was that like to actually make it happen? Yeah, good question. And, you know, I was the same way. I've had a lot of really cool conversations since this came out that the, my favorite that has happened is that my um, adult daughter, Amanda, who's 24 years old, was having dinner with my wife. And uh, she said I wasn't even there. They told Kathy, my wife, told me about it later. She said that my daughter said, you know, I'm really proud of dad. He's been talking about writing a book my whole life. And I really didn't think he ever would. And I'm really proud of him. And I'm like, that's worth more than whatever money I make from this is worth less to me. Then, uh, yeah, following through on something you say you're going to do and making your kids proud, that's something that's meaningful and important to me. Are you ready to elevate your business to new heights? Well, we've got something extraordinary for you. Mark your calendars for the LCR Summit 2024, happening January 19th and 20th in Atlanta. This event is not just a summit, it's a catalyst for growth and success. Whether you're a business professional, a content creator, or a landscape business owner, the LCR Summit is tailored just for you. Picture this. A career transformation in just two days. Day one brings you podcast mastery with industry experts Paul Jamison and Mr. Producer. Learn the art of successful podcasting from pitching to brands to effective monetization. Plus, dive into YouTube and content creation secrets with Jeremy Vest. Unlocking strategies to captivate your audience and amplify your digital presence. Day two is packed with essentials for your business. Business acumen with John Pajak covers financial management, while Keith Kalfas reveals cutting-edge marketing strategies. And that's not all. Marvin Salcedo shares the keys to building a strong team and nurturing a positive company culture. But wait, there's more. A keynote session with Jonathan Potashnik on building a million-dollar business. Get ready for actionable insights that could turn you into a lawn care millionaire. Why should you be there? Well, to learn from industry-leading speakers, connect with peers and leaders, and enjoy an exclusive 
exclusive VIP dinner if you're among the first 25 to register. Invest in your success with practical workshops and tailored content. Seating is limited, so don't delay. Get one-day access for $295 or go all-in on the full two-day experience at just $495. Act now. Seize this opportunity. Visit lcrsummit.com or click the link in the podcast description to secure your spot at the LCR Summit 2024. This isn't just an event, it's a turning point for your professional journey. Your future awaits. Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge. With no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee, it's time to take your business to the next level. Visit GreenIndustryPodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. If you want to earn more money in your business, it may be as simple as raising your prices. Braden used our price increase letter, and what happened? Well, we've actually been in business for 32 years now. My dad started it, and then he handed the reins over to me, and in 32 years, he never increased the prices ever, and I knew that we had to make a change, so we actually got your price increase letter, increased the price by 20%, and um, we were doing around a million gross, up that to 1.2, and we had eight cancellations through the entire thing, so we raised our prices through that letter about 200 Say that. Say that one more time. Two hundred thousand dollars that was sitting on the table that we weren't getting access to just through a letter. So it it helped us out big time. So do you think the price increase letter uh, provided ROI for you? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, beyond is probably the best investment we've made in thirty-two years. (laughs) That is awesome. You can get the price increase letter at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. It's a plug-and-play template. Just put in your information, insert date here, insert name here, and in the most straightforward, concise way, it explains to your customer why you're raising. their price it made him 200 grand each year and then you're going to raise the price again next year exactly and so for me it was just a matter of uh, hunkering down Uh, the content for this for me comes from you know, the training that I do all the time. I do training on dealing with difficult people. I do selling skills training. I do uh, public speaking training for corporate executives. And so I had in my head and in a bunch of different PowerPoint presentations, the, the, the content, it just mm-hmm. was a matter of, you know, I cleared off my kitchen table and got a whiteboard and let's start organizing this. Uh, I probably put, um, two or three hours a day into it for, uh, four or five months. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I did by, you know, January, February, March, you know, during that time frame. um, was out of my comfort zone for sure. Right. I'm a, I'm a professional speaker. I like get in front of an audience, give me a microphone and 400 people. And I'm, it's the happiest place for me. I could be, yeah. you know, if I could go anywhere right now, I wouldn't be Disney world. It would be a room full of people and a microphone. And, and, uh, and so I kind of come alive doing that. This was way out of my comfort zone to sit at my laptop for a thousand hours. You know, um, I got part way through it. I'm like, oh, I don't even know if I want to do this. You know, and so I had some of those moments and, uh, but, you know, stuck with it. And um, for me, even the, the editing part of it was pretty tedious too. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I, uh, I ran it through uh, Grammarly, the AI, you know, program for testing your grammar. And it came back and said 3,700 grammatical <laughs> mistakes in this book. And I'm like, that might be a record. And so going back through and subject verb agreement and punctuation, that's not something that's typically a big part of my world. And so, um, yeah, but, uh, you know, we've already had some people that, you know, have said that it really impacted them. And uh, just yesterday, I got an email from a guy who said that he was going on a job interview for a sales job. And he had just read this book and was throwing out this stuff. And he got a job that got was it. a $50,000 raise from what, you know, his current job was. Wow. And I said, you can cut me off a slice of that. I'll take a commission. And um, yeah. And so it just, it's like anything else. It's, you know, just making it happen, sitting down you know, plugging through it. Uh, once I, you know, and for me, I, once I told my family that I'm doing it, then I kind of really had to, mm -hmm. you know, to, to leave that kitchen table, just loitering for, you know, have dust collecting on it would not have been a very good attractive option. Did, did Ryan me. buy the, the, the copies for today or how did that work? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I gave him a discounted price cause I wanted to make sure everybody got in here, but he, nice. um, he bought uh, 375 copies of, wow. the, of the paperback. And so, uh, everybody's leaving here with the paperback and I've been signing some for people. You, you probably do this too. It's a weird thing. Signing books. Right. Like, you want me to write my name in that? That's weird. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm not a famous person. Let's see if you put it in the right spot. Nope. Perfect. There you go. Yeah. I, I tell you, the other thing that's weird for me is I, I've for years given people books, mm -hmm. right? That's if I find a book that I, um, that really impacted me, like Wild at Heart. I don't know if you've yeah. ever read that book. That book impacted me. So I mm -hmm. bought 50 copies of it and, you know, mm -hmm. over time gave them away to people that I thought mm -hmm. it could help. And one of the things that's always made me uneasy about giving a book to somebody is when I give you a book, I'm, what I'm really saying is you need to read this. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and the question is, do you respect me enough to read the book that I'm, you know, and, and what I'm also kind of saying is like, all right, this is what you should do with five, six, seven, 10 hours of your life yeah. that I'm, you know, and, and so I've always had that kind of little bit of hesitancy, but now that it's my own book, it's even worse than that. Like, you know what you need to do with the next two weeks of your spare time? Read my ideas. <laughs> so I've given some away. Um, but I know some of the people that I'm giving it to aren't going to read it. And that's going to piss me off. <laughs> I don't really know what to do about that emotion. But next time I run into you and you go, oh, man, I haven't, you know, sorry, it's been six months. I haven't well, got I got to make me mad. I got a two hour flight back to Atlanta tomorrow, uh, but I am a big audiobook guy. And you have uh, uh, plans for an audiobook yep. too? Yep. Just uh, I'm going to record that next week is the plan. Just got a uh, microphone uh, connected with Mr. Producer who does, uh, you know, I think a lot of the editing and podcast stuff for you and for Brian. Brian recommended him. And, um, and so he's sending me kind of instructions. I'm going to go in my closet. He goes, do you have a closet? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm going to go into my walk-in closet and, uh, start recording this book. Uh, and, um, but excited about that. I've had about a dozen companies contact me, audiobook companies like, oh, we have some voice talent that can help you record. I'm like, I am the voice talent. That's yeah. the part of this project that I'm much more comfortable with, yeah. you know, reading the, my own ideas. Mm -hmm. And so I've also ran into some people that have ghost written, you know, or had someone else ghost write a book for them. Mm -hmm. And they're like, is that what you do? I'm like, no, no, no. These are all my ideas. I think yeah. that's, I think that's kind of malarkey to have someone else write a book and you put your name on it. Not a fan of that personally. Cool. Well, what's the website? Um, if somebody wants to get it, uh, they can go to say it like it matters.com. And you can get it there. You can also get it at Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target.com, Walmart.com. 
any online bookseller in the world. I will tell you, I make more money on it if you buy it for me. That's one of the things I've learned about publishing. Yep. You buy my book for, you know, at Amazon, I make a couple bucks. You uh, buy it you know, directly for me, uh, then I make um, you know, five or six times that, which is, which is you know, kind of nice. And so, uh, but some people have Amazon Prime or whatever, and they want to get a, you know, free shipping, and that's okay, too. Yeah, fantastic. And what I'm really hoping is that some people get it and read it. And then I had um, a friend of mine who owns a business in Dallas that um, bought a copy, read it, and then he just ordered 60 more copies for, you know, the leaders on his team. And I'm like, well, that's, it's one thing to say I liked your book. It's something else to say I liked it enough that I bought 60 more copies. Oh, my gosh, Green Power Ranger. Man, you don't see him every day. That guy's a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. We're, 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 we have three events going on today at Launchpreneur Academy. Brian's event, Launchpreneur Academy. we got the quilting show and then we have, it's called Comic Con. Comic Con. So you Motor, know about this? Motor City Comic Con. Well, you know, I, I grew up reading comic books. Okay. So, so you a, know, some kind of of a comic, so I know some of these characters that are walking by and they're just people dressed up doing their cosplay. And you know, what fascinates me though, about these three, you know, events going on here that seem pretty dissimilar. Right. Looking at it, I would argue that they're very, very similar. How so? That these three rooms, the sewing and um, quilting convention, the Entrepreneur Conference and Comic Con are individuals who have found their tribe. Mm -hmm. and so, right. so the sewing session going on down there is people who love to sew, want to improve, are willing to invest their time and money to get around other people to, to learn how to improve their game. That's not any different than what's going on with Entrepreneur. It's just different tribes. You know, you, you maybe heard, told me stories about my son, who's a roller coaster enthusiast and YouTuber and same thing. He's got, you know, we go to an amusement park and a hundred kids show up that just, you know, man, man, he's just like me. That's the power of your podcast. People find you and they're like, man, that guy, it's not that you're got, you know, no offense. It's not your wisdom and knowledge and understanding that's necessarily so deep. But people say, man, this guy's like me. He's doing something similar to what I'm doing. He's down the road a little bit further from me. I can learn from that. You know, that's what you do. That's what Brian does. That's that's the power of this. And the, and the same with Comic-Con, man. Those people are, you know, they, uh, we, we, I told Brian, we went to a Comic-Con one time, me and my daughters, because we wanted to meet Stan Lee. Have you heard of Stan Lee? Tell me you've heard of Stan Lee. You have. All right. He's basically like the founder of Marvel Comics. Like he invented Spider-Man. You heard Spider-Man? I think though that's the red one. Oh my god. Red gosh. costume. Spider-Man's the red one. Yes. Okay. But Spider-Man. I thought you were talking about Stan Genetics. We're, I'm, in, no. I'm in, this is my tribe. Comic book. Stan. All right, no, so, no clue who Stan so Lee is. Let me know in the comments if you guys know Stan Lee. The Avengers. Have you heard of that? I've heard of them, but I, I couldn't tell you what Iron what Man, are. the Fantastic Four, the Incredible Hulk. Oh my goodness. Well, this guy's the Lee. Incredible Hulk, the green one. Yes. He's the okay, green I know, one. I know that one. <laughs> he's one of the green ones. <laughs> There's lots of green ones. You're so anyway, talking French to me. This yeah. is a guy that we wanted to meet. My wife got us tickets. We went to comic-con we're there me and my me and my daughters and we're the only ones not wearing costumes we kind of stood out we were the weirdos in that group but uh standing right next to us was a very heavy set guy dressed head to toe like the green power ranger in a green spandex stretchy outfit Ooh. and my daughter who was 12 at the time looks over at him and she goes these are my kind of people dad and i go really how so and she said there's not a person here who cares about what other people think they're, That's good. They're doing what they love and they could care less what we think about it. That's awesome. And I'm thinking, man, what if I'd have known that when I was 13 years old? 
That's good. They just go do what you love, man. Who cares what people think? There's people think that these guys coming to Launchpreneur are a bunch of weirdos. I guarantee you, you know, I met, I've signed in some books, met a, a couple from Arkansas, met a couple from Washington, met a couple from Maine. And I guarantee you they're friends when they say, what are you doing this weekend? We're driving to freaking Novi, Michigan to get around what the world would say are competitors. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they are at all. They're like-minded people that have the same spirit of growth. I think it's coming to conferences like this is one of the best things you can do with your time and money. Totally. Well, thanks so much, Jeff. Last question. Who's going to win the AFC North, the Cincinnati Bengals? Browns, Steelers, or Ravens? Well, I got to tell you, what's more on my radar screen than that is the NFC North, because I grew up up here in Detroit, and so my beloved Detroit Lions are in first place. Finally. For the first time in my lifetime. Uh, I, I think the Bengals are going to turn it around in the AFC. They I always think. start bad, and then they just get yeah. Hot. Well, they, I mean, they were really bad for decades, but I think since they got Joe Burrow, he started off, and he was injured last year, too. He was injured at the start of this year, this year. Uh, they, you know, I don't think the uh, they haven't found a quarterback in... Pittsburgh yet since uh, Big Ben retired. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's pretty good though. Mm-hmm. Baltimore's pretty. I changed my answer. I think Baltimore's going to win the division. I think Bengals get into the uh, playoffs as a wild card. Okay. You heard it here first. My prediction is the Cleveland Browns win the division. I think the Cleveland Bang- Browns. The Cleveland Browns. I think the Bengals and Ravens will fight for that wild card position. I think the Browns getting dropped off at the Super Bowl is something that happens in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Save that clip, Mr. Producer. When the Browns are headed to Vegas for the Super Bowl, Isn't this terrible? We'll, re- we'll replay that. A Detroit Lions fan trash-talking someone else. How preposterous is that very thought? I don't know if Jeff knows the Cleveland Browns have the number one defense in the league. They're, they're the best defense. Yeah, and if, if they could have just defense on the field, they'd probably be perfectly okay. That is true. Do they have a quarterback? Is it that massage guy? What's his name? Stop. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Deshaun Watson. That's right, Deshaun. <laughs> what the highest contract ever paid to anybody, and then he got suspended for a year. Oh, man. But hey, you know what else is coming up soon? Michigan versus Ohio State. Yeah. My beloved Wolverines, whose uh, coach is suspended now. I'm not sure how that's going to go. but Yeah, hopefully the Buckeyes can come up here and, and get the win. So. Ah, the Bucknuts. All right. Well, we got <laughs> Jeff. Jeff needs to clean up his uh his speech here between <laughs> Deshaun's. Uh, I feel like some of this is going to get cut. It'll be in the bloopers. Oh. All right. Well, thanks for having me on, man. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Good luck on your speech today. <laughs> thanks. Hey, it's Paul. Is it time to elevate your lawn care business with Jobber as a field service management software? Jobber has been a game changer for me since 2019, streamlining everything from quotes to payments and making custom communication a breeze tap the link in our show notes and see why over 200,000 home service pros trust jobber to grow their business click the link in today's show notes or visit getjobber.com forward slash paul to learn more hey it's marty producer of the green industry podcast this episode is over but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode and thanks for listening